Hey, team, and welcome along to Properly Cocked. This is the Warhammer 40K podcast that focuses on getting you more competitive, better at building lists, better at deploying, better at playing the game, all by counting down top fives in any given Warhammer 40K category. We get a panel of experts in, and they will give us their top five, and along the way, hopefully, fingers crossed, you get a few ideas. My name's Steve Joel. I'm your host. I'm no expert. I'm just learning the game as we go with the help of uh, our expert panellists. Maybe just like you are. This week on the program, we're counting down the top five best tank killing units. There's a lot of mech in the game at the moment. And if you want to deal with them, if you want to get rid of them off the table, these are the top five ways in our experts' eyes to do it. So uh, on the show this week, the number one player in New Zealand, the man that won the recent New Zealand Masters, Sean Sullivan, uh, will demonstrate that there's kind of a recurring theme with a lot of this stuff. <laughs> you know that suicide commander <laughs> that we were talking about just before? <laughs> this is a prime example. Yeah, you put something out there, it's going to deal with the tank and then die. Happens a lot, apparently. Uh, and Aaron Wilson, our other expert panellist, <laughs> he suggests that uh, his best tank killing unit is made even better by his HQ. He's, he's so good. He's he so is good. like, he's so good for 50 points. He, he's actually the number one tank killing unit. <laughs> <laughs> well, just about. So, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa settle yeah. your role. <laughs> uh, controversial. Controversial this week on the program. So, uh, let's get underway with it straight away. Get into it by saying good day to our panelists and introducing them. First up, he came sixth in the Masters. He's off a great tournament where he went undefeated, Aaron Wilson. Hello. 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 Um, fresh off a 5-0 and at ValleyCon. That's yeah. th- this close to your first tournament win, so mate. So close. It was a hair, it was a, hair a whisker away. A whisker away from a yeah. tournament win. But the, you were, I think I'm right in saying, the only player that went 5-0. and Is that right? Um, as far as I'm aware, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else, I think the next was 4-1. and 4-1. and one. So uh, that's got a bit. That's good. Boy, you've come a long way yep. since the early days. Pretty happy with that. <laughs> better, better than a... Was it like a 58 out of 40? <laughs> In the first tournament that we went to together, yeah. Um, and hello again to Sean Sullivan. G'day. G'day, mate. Everything all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, how many armies are you building at the moment? Like, I feel like you're working on Eldar, you've got your Imperial Fists, you're just showing us uh, Astra Militarum. Um, just those three at the moment. Right. But that's... Um, I just saw the Admech stuff get released, and that's going to drain my wallet yeah, even more. Yeah, that looks pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah so, because one thing Admech needed is more good units. Yeah, well, I just don't understand though, because it's like it has such a retro fifty theme, and then it's like mechanical horses. Like, uh, uh, it's gone very western looking with the, the new characters. Oh, yeah. yeah, but it's still um, what do you call it? Steampunk. It's kind of everything, even the robo dogs or horses or whatever they are. Yeah, like people riding giant robot dogs into combat. Yeah. It's very. It's almost like um, they were inspired by Space Wolves, <laughs> but uh, but steampunk. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about uh, in this episode, episode nine, um, the best tank killing units, uh, and you know there are a lot of them, obviously, and it depends how they're used. Uh, and we could talk all day about you know the ways to deal with tanks, and maybe that's the way you guys are going to approach it. I don't know. I haven't had a look at what Aaron and Sean have bought with them. Um, but, you know, we can, I imagine we'll, we'll deal with... Are we talking about... Have, for, let me ask both of you. Are we talking just about, for your list, Aaron, have you got the top five ways to kill tanks or deal with tanks? Killing. 
kill it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should have known. <laughs> and, well, the best way to deal with a tank is to kill it. If it's not on right. the table, it can't do real much things exactly. to you. Okay, all right, very good. So we're not, we're not going to talk about any uh, wrapping or tagging or any of that. Just flat out killing right, these suckers. deleting tanks. Deleting tanks. All right, very good. It was always going to be like that with Aaron. There's, 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 no, there's no subtlety or finesse. Just kill it and it won't be a problem. All right, so let's uh, go straight into number five from Mr. Wilson, the number five best tank killing unit. Uh, number five, I picked the Big Mech with shock attack gun. The Big Mech with shock attack gun. Orcs straight away. Orcs, okay. yeah. Came up against this, uh, I think it was a Masters. Uh, I was quite surprised by the amount of damage it dealt out on a few of my tanks. I'm pretty sure I lost all of my Scorpius tanks in round one due to shock wow. attack guns. Yeah. So can you give us some of the numbers? Do you know what it does? So it's got D6 shots. Um, I believe there's a relic where you get two D6 shots as well. Um, yeah. And then you roll on the strength, which is 2D6, so you roll two dice. and then So the average is kind of you know, 7, 8, right. kind of in that area. Uh, it's minus 5 AP, so if you don't have, a, if you don't have an involve save, it's just going to go straight gone. through. Yeah. Um, and then it's D6 damage. So. Yeah, but if you get um, 11 or 12 when you roll for strength, and yeah. a lot of people will re-roll a dice for this, um, any hits happen, give mortal wounds... So okay. So it's kind of like you get some like D six mortal wounds, isn't it? Uh, inflicts D three mortal wounds on the target in addition to the normal damage. Yeah. yeah so I've, I've, yeah, for some reason I think the shock attack gun, the super shock relic one, is yeah. even worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it just it just bucket loads them out. You have to be a bit lucky to get the actual strength and everything, but once it, once it's in there, it just destroys. And being yeah. a, being a character, you can't really shoot back at it unless you got a, a sniper unit or. Something deep striking. Right, right. So, so, so you see people screen it. It's nice and protected, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay, so easy to screen, does a lot of damage. Swingy, though? It did swing a few times, but with the difficulty of being able to target it, he had you know, six rounds matter. for it to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. And as uh, Sean was saying, like if you if the guy rolls, say, a five and a one, you re-roll the one and you're, you're looking at a decent strength straight away. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, he's wounded on fours of... Threes or fours at least. You know. Okay. Well, one of the things, and we'll probably have to deal with this on our way through the conversation, is one of the things with a lot of tanks, not the Scorpius necessarily, but a lot of the tanks you're going to be shooting at is that they do have, say, a five up in vol in a lot of cases. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's like it's a whole different thing trying to kill one of those suckers, right? Uh, volume of shots might be required. But certainly the uh, the big mech with shock attack, you hear a lot about the shock attack guns at the moment. They seem to be real popular in the orc builds. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh Sean, have you got anything to add on to that, the conversation about the shock attack? Have you I, come up against them? Yeah, yeah. I, um, it's one of those things that I actually started putting um, the good old um, Arquebus into my list when I was playing um, just to actually snipe these guys out because right. they're just so annoying. Like You just get up to the list and you go, oh, I can deal with all the orcs or all the Gretchen. I can deal with all that. It's just literally you can't do anything about the shock attack. Right, though. right. So people, you know, with Marines are going to take the uh, Marine snipers. What are they, Eliminators, whatever it's called. They, so uh, if you've got those in your list, then you can do something about it. You've got your uh, Arquebus snipers in your list. Yeah, the, the other surely thing... surely had a pot shop, but again, they're, they're, they're swinging as well. They do everything or nothing at all. Yeah, the other thing with these, these Orcs, they can take a, an oiler, like a little grot with them, which can basically just intercept a shot. As okay. well, so, so it makes it even harder to kill if you've got snipers. Right, yeah. so an extra wound or it just a just would take all the damage. It basically does a, a tail drone effect, really, just jumps in the way. So you do d6 damage to it, and the grot jumps in. A, <laughs> can, is that right? How is that yeah. how it would work? Takes yeah, yeah. all of the damage in one thing. So if if you say you shoot it with a vindicator, and then yeah. you all that that one shot that could do possibly up to d6 damage would just go straight onto the grot. Would that stop you doing headshot uh, with a vindicator? So you've got a vindicator yeah. assassin. You know, you get it wounds. Wouldn't, but. 
you still probably wouldn't kill it with the amount of um, mortal wounds you do yeah, after, yeah, yeah. after the fact. Yeah, okay. it's, it's really curious. You'd actually have to look at it too because I'm not too sure because I don't think the Grot Waller is, is war gear not actually a character so you can't even use the stratagem to shoot twice or anything. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So uh, Big Meek Shock Attack is in at number five for Aaron. Uh, what have you got there, Sean? Um, I've got a um, one called uh, Old One-Eye. Now, <laughs> he is a beast. Now, he, he is a little bit more pricey, but he can hide in a Turin army, and if you ever come across him, if he gets close to your army, he can just devastate it. Yeah. Uh, you can't really pick off wounds off him too, because he's, he's got eight wounds, but he re- regens every turn. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, he's got like a healing factor, and then there's strategies you can play to make him go back into your line so you can't target him again. So with, with old one-eye, have you got the stats there? Can you give us the, like, uh, how does... So he's dangerous to you. Why? What, what is? Oh, if he gets in close combat, he will wreck whatever he gets in there. So he uh, he's only got a movement seven, um, strength and toughness seven, nine wounds, sorry, and uh, five attacks. Now, has basically one of the close combat weapons you use, depending on what tank you're facing. Yeah. Um, you can either do double strength or you can just do his normal strength. Uh, but the reason why you'd most of the time you do your normal strength is you get to reroll ones to hit, yeah, um, and you get an extra um, an, uh, extra attack when you use those ones. Okay, so strength seven, you're like, oh well, that, that doesn't sound scary. So what you can do is he, um, oh actually, um, he um, gets plus one to hit, and then right. on a five plus, all his attacks explode, so they get an extra attack. Oh, yeah. So he, he's, he's God, I hate those explaining it. So tanks. he hits on twos, <laughs> rear off wounds. So if he gets anywhere near a tank, and yeah. presumably uh, he, he doesn't, would he have a fight twice stratagem? Do Terranids have something like that? So if you say, for example, if he declares against a couple of tanks, yeah. he gets in there, wrecks one, goes into another one. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I actually think he does. I'm not too I, sure. I think so, because you usually run him as Kraken, right? And yeah. I know the Gene Stealers can fight twice, so yeah. I assume that... That might be them. a Gene Stealer. So that was uh, putting everyone on the spot question. But yeah. uh, but yeah. if he did have something like that, would make him yeah. just in, like crazy dangerous. Yeah. Right? I, I've had and, him reach my lines. That's the reason why um, he's in my list. I actually was going to do the shock attack gun, but then I, I thought old one eye just literally <laughs> has wrecked my army before. Yeah. And I'll just go through knights like anything. And I mean, it's damage is mi- uh, minus three, three damage. So if you got like a three plus save, it goes to a six. So yeah. if you're getting five or six wounds, that's fifteen damage. Well, I don't know if anybody's put Murderfang in their list, but he sounds a bit like when Murderfang gets in close or close enough. Yeah, no, no one's put Murderfang in there. No list. one would put a Space Wolf thing in their list, but Murderfang is just <laughs> so good against like the big stuff against tanks and and. I oh, did actually knights. use Murderfang against. He's a tank. amazing. Well, against a tank or a knight or anything. I went into an orc. What's the giant orc version of the... Stomper. The Stomper. Basically ripped it to bits. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> but but um, So old One-Eye. Um, and so you're saying like to deal with him in return, like the tank's shooting at him before he gets in. Oh, he's just too hard to... Well, he can't target him. Yeah, no, he's, he's got nine wounds. But oh. you can't really target him. The frustrating um, nine yeah. wound model. Yeah, and then you'd always wrap gaunts around him. So the gaunts are also there to charge and to um, eliminate Overwatch. Right. So you so it's like, it's a lose-lose really because it's kind of like you have to get rid of the gaunts and then unless you've got a lot of shooting, you yeah. can't really get rid of the gaunts that easy to actually get to target this guy. And if you assault him and you don't kill him, you, you're going to be eaten. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got like other psychic powers from Turinids, like, you know, you can get a five plus, feel no pain and stuff like that on this beast. Yeah, yeah. So he's just nasty. And just screen, lots of screening, lots yeah. of protection, lots of just, yeah. and uh, if it's Kraken, for example, moving super fast yes. to get there and yeah, Gene Steelers are doing all the work on your screen and then you move in with him and 
Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's horrible. All right. Uh, so at number four in our best tank killing units, Aaron. Uh, I've got Dark Reapers. Good old uh, elder Dark Reapers. Yeah, hate them. I think I think they they might be coming back. They got a got a nice points reduction in uh, the latest. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I've, 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 I haven't played against them for a long time, but I feel like they uh, they went away for a little while. I feel like they could come back. But they special um, magic boxes now and, and being able to yeah to move out, shoot, and then um, have to move back in with a stratagem. Yeah, and uh, are they? Well, I was talking to someone about Dark Reapers the other day. Do they ignore? Cover. Uh, they, they they always hit on freeze. So if you're stacking up your your negative to hits, right. they will always hit yeah. you on freeze anyway. Well, that in the current meta doesn't that make them amazing? Because there are so many armies that can just put minuses to. So if we, the possessed bomb that we were talking about in the car on the way in, if you've got an army with a possessed bomb that say stacked up minus three to hit, dark reapers don't care. No, they, yeah, that'd be a good answer for that actually. Yeah. Dark reapers, I imagine. Yeah. There you go. We just gave you an idea. <laughs> I just I just gave you an idea. For free. They're not even a tank. <laughs> so Dark Reapers dealing with, uh, yeah, well, anything really, right? But certainly tanks. Certainly tanks, yeah. Minus two, free damage, of strength eight. And then chuck all your psychic powers on top of that, uh, like Doom, Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, so with Dark Reapers, and again, this is, it's ages since I played them, so help me out. But uh, they have... Several, they've got a couple of different guns they can take. Can they take one big uh, gun in a unit? They've got shooting. Um, they got shooting types. Um, I think the the Exarch can take a two d six shots no line of sight gun. But um, the main gun they have is two sh- two firing mode, so strength five minus two two damage. Uh, and the other one I think is strength eight minus two three damage. Right, <laughs> strength uh, eight minus two three damage. Yeah, there you go, dead tank. And unit of ten. Yeah. Rerolling wounds, rerolling hits. Just was it only? It was only a couple of years ago. I feel like that. Any army you came up against that was Elder had Dark Reapers. Well, it was, just the, masses it was of the Yanari them. thing where they could shoot out a turn. and Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think the biggest problem with them now is that, yeah, you can fire and fade, but there's so much indirect out of line sight firing now. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's kind of one of those things that you pop behind a wall, but you can all, unless you have a, a psychic power to actually hide them, it's yeah. like, oh, I'll just bomb them until they die. Because each one you take off is still quite expensive. It's, uh, the reason why they got a po- points hike was because of Yanari and. Yeah. Everyone kind of ruined them. But now it's different story is just the fact that they can't survive, so you have to put them in a wave serpent. So you're spending extra points to get a wave serpent. Yeah. And then spending spending CP to get them in and out. But there's so much things with indirect fire now, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um if if they get to go first though, uh you assume that they're gonna try and pop the things with indirect fire, right? So if you're if you've got some dark reapers and you know you're up against Scorpius tanks, for example, if you can see the Scorpius tank, you shoot at it, don't you? What's the range on the Dark Reapers? Do you know? 48, I think. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah they can see... see so range-wise, they're okay. They, yeah. can sit, they can sit out a range of, say, the Scorpius. Yeah, I think, I think their biggest issue would be Thunderfire Cannons. Yeah, okay. Imperial Fists uh, ignoring their cover if they're hiding in a building or... Yeah, yeah. But assuming you're not playing that, I mean, they're pretty much... But 50% of the time yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah, at the moment, yes. Yeah, at the moment. Uh, okay, so Dark Reapers coming at number four. Yeah, good old... They, I feel like they were, um, they're just such a meaty unit. But as you say, the, the survivability makes them less popular in armies. But when you come up against them, they're just so brutal. If they, if they go first or if they're too far away for you to get to, they're so brutal. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, what have you got, Sean, at four? Um, four. I've got um, Tail Commanders, you know, Cold Star Commander with four Fusion Blasters. I found. Yeah, they're pretty them, good. Um, 
just just the fact that you can't normally stop them. They've got forty inch movements. They hit on twos um, if they'd done their Micon or was it, yeah Monka. Monka, yep, and um, just just so brutal. Get a couple of marker lights, reroll ones, and then just roll the wound. Yeah. The, the great thing with them is, um, and it was it's different for the LVO, but the way the the wording of the rule is with the ethereal, yeah. if the ethereal, for example, gives them re-roll ones, say you've run out of marker lights or you don't yeah. trust them, the ethereal gives re-roll ones at the st- where whenever you do it in the movement phase, say you do it at the start, anything within six at that moment at that time gets the re-roll ones. So even if the cold star commander then moves twenty inches or forty, he still has the reroll ones as long as he was there near the ethereal when it got declared. Um, so, which is great. Uh, the cold star commanders are no good against Aaron's characters. <laughs> we dropped dropped a cold star commander down right in front of his warlord. Late game, just four just fusion a, blasters to the face. What did you need? Five ups. Uh, it was just a tick breeze dominus. So yeah, yeah, five ups. Five up invol. I think I. I think I rolled free. I think, I think I, you did. I hit three times, <laughs> wounded twice, he saved two, twice, Cold Star Commanders then just sitting there going, here I am, shoot at me. Because they're, they're, as you say, awesome at killing tanks, especially tanks with no invol. But bit, if, a bit of a one and done though, aren't they? If, Get them in if there, you, kill what you want, and then they're just out in the open. If you bit. do the suicide rhythm, yeah. uh, run with them early, too early on, they're gone, right? They're not going to come back from that. Yeah, but I mean, there's things you can do to stop that, like deep striking. If you do it turn two and you deep strike a crisis suit or something nearby, yeah. you, you can't focus on the on the commander. On the commander, you've got yeah, to deal with the crisis, crisis suits, suits first. Or shield drones. You put so many shield drones over the table that he won't ever be the closest thing. You yeah. won't have to worry about it. But, I mean, sometimes you just have to get rid of a tank. You're like, oh, we'll get rid of a commander. That tank's dead. Yeah. If, if the tank the is the thing doing all the all the damage, then absolutely you've got to get in there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, cold, I just, the Cold Star Commanders are amazing. That, that Being able to auto-advance 20 inches. Aaron and I had this conversation in, on the way in in the uh, car. Uh, and you hear guys like Brian Pullen and, and uh, Richard Siegler talking about having one or two just for the fact that it then makes the guy with the tank screen. Like, they ha- like you can't leave characters in the back. You can't do anything because this guy can move 40 inches and put four fusion blasters in your face. So you then have to protect everything. It changes the way people deploy, changes the way they, you know, their movement phase. Well, especially when it comes to like Marines um, with the, the, their bubbles, yeah. you know, they have to be within six inches. Well, if, if they're worried about your cold star commander doing that, they're going to put their intercessors in front of there and stuff like that. So it really forces them to be really far back. Yeah. So it just it works really well for you. And the bonus for those that are unfamiliar, haven't played against a um, fusion, if you haven't come up against it, the great thing, it's basically a melter gun, right? So uh, range of 18, if you're inside of nine, you get to roll 2d6 and pick the highest, which is so good. I mean, it's just, yeah. So very good. So uh, Sean's number four is the Cold Star Commander uh, in a Tau Army. Um, what have you got at three, Aaron? Three, I've got Skyweavers, uh, Harlequin Skyweavers with Haywire. Yeah, actually, do you know what? Haywire against vehicles. This, yeah, this had perfect. to come up. Yep. They're just so good. And the Skyweaver's better than the Talos, right? Talos oh, absolutely, is, yeah. Talos is good. I mean, they're good against vehicles, but the Skyweavers get D6 shots instead of D3, which is doubly yeah. good. Skyweavers cool. probably, and, and they're a, very survivable. Um, once, they've, once they've unloaded that damage and then they, they can charge in, maybe take off the rest of the wounds. And if you pull yeah. out from combat from them, there's a stratagem you can use and they can just shoot it. 
what he was pulling out of combat. Or uh, you were talking about before you can spend a command point and just kind of duck behind a building. You can yeah, shoot yeah. and then just, uh, what is it, a seven-inch move you get for the... So, sorry, for again, for people who haven't played against Harlequins who are unfamiliar, can you give us some numbers? The Skyweavers are like the jet bikes, right? Yeah, they're the, the Harlequin jet bikes. So they get D6 shots each, so uh, people take them and... and I think you can take them in units from two to six. Right. Um, and they get D6 shots each. I think it's strength four, is that correct? Yeah, strength, strength four, minus four one. minus one. But um, it, if you, on, on wounds of a four, five, or six, it's mortal wounds. But on a six, it's D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. And so that's in addition to the saves. So if you can get any pluses to your hit rolls, then you're um, you know getting that on a five plus the D6 mortal wounds. It's just... I don't know if they... There must be a way that they can add their... I don't think they can. No, 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 there isn't anything? No, 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 no not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not, that, not until their until Psychic Awakening book yeah. comes out. Yeah, but it's also they have the ability to... Um, there's a Psychic power to let them move and assault again. So they can they can really cover the table so they can move yeah. 46 inches. Yeah, it's, it's hard to stay They're out fast. of range. Uh, and so then you've got 24 inches on top of that. So you can just literally... 70 inches, you can hit anywhere on the table. Yeah. And they aren't slouches in close combat. So you can actually tie up, you know, that you shoot the tank behind the screen and then destroy the screen in close combat. If you happen to be up against a tank that, say, has 24-inch range, for example, and uh, suffers the penalty to moving and shooting, a lot don't now, but if you're up against something that does, so you jump in, shoot from 24, and then pop out again, they have to move to get you back, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, so there's, there are just so many things you can do with them. The only thing with the Sky Weavers, I think I'm right in saying, is they have the big 60-mil bases, do they have the big bases? Got, they do. They, they've got oddly large bases. Yeah, they've the got size the large bases. The model, yeah, so yeah. things like when you're screening to try and keep them out of doing the charge or whatever, it's slightly easier against them than, say, the uh, Reaver jet bikes. But you remember they can charge over units. They can, yeah. but they, you, you still need to leave room for them to land in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and with a 60 mil base, it's, it's just a little bit easier to kind of keep them at bay, if you know it's, what I mean. It's a pro and con at the same time, I guess, because yeah. it makes it makes wrapping stuff reasonably yeah, easy having a tank because you can <laughs> yeah. just try point it with 60 more bases can't go anywhere but uh, if you haven't killed it first but uh, yeah so Skyweavers the, the Haywire their Haywire is just ludicrously good playing came up against uh, Skyweavers playing when I was playing Necrons at a tournament and <laughs> Doomsday Arcs Pop, pop, yeah, that'd, pop, that'd be, gone. That'll be a good unit to, to take out the... Yeah, the well, just all the mortals, all the mortal yeah, wounds. You yeah. can just, you know, the uh, quantum shielding doesn't care about your big damage, but mortal wounds, too late, gone. Yeah. Uh, cool, so that's Aaron's number three. At number three in Sean's list is... Um, Blood Angels Smash Captain. <laughs> now, this is a problem solver for most things, um, yeah. but it's especially good at with tanks. You load them up with, like... Um, uh, a relic which is an angel wing which means he ignores overwatch you can make him death company or you can just deep strike him and use use the extra because they've got a strat for 3d6 charge you can normally get anywhere you want to go if you can get close yeah 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 so he, he he's a beast he really is storm shield uh, obviously well, like, yeah that's that's what smash captain that's is. what a smash captain is storm shield thunder hammer but yeah yeah, yeah. so uh and the they can get the hammer with the four damage right uh, all Thunder Hammers are four damage, aren't they? No, no three, Thunder three Hammers are three. But relics, you can give them four, yeah. four plus. Is it yeah. a relic? Or oh, you you yeah. give them an Angel Wing, rather, because that ignores Overwatch and gives you reroll charges. Okay. So it's one of the ones that's slightly better. But yeah. if, if you've got one Blood Angel Smash Captain, you've probably got two. There's probably <laughs> yeah. another one somewhere. Well, along with all the, the uh, <laughs> Dreadnoughts, you know, the character dreads and things. Um, yeah, but the Smash Captain is just super popular at the yeah. moment. It is, And it's one of the... Is it the... 
not the Blood Angels one. There's a white, is it the White Scars one? That, yeah, can, yeah. that has a thing where it can get into combat and stop you from falling back. Yeah. So it can basically charge a couple of tanks and trap them. Yeah. <laughs> I can just charge in as long as it can get into contact with them and go, okay, you guys don't fall back now and I'm just going to hammer you to death oh, in my next Don't turn. fall back on a four plus unless you have fly. And that, right. I think that's like the only caveat you like. That's just scary. Yeah. 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 So the, but the Blood Angel Smash Captain with the ignoring Overwatches. Yeah, and plus one's a wound as well. So, I mean, he, he's going to be strength, you know, strength eight. But then you get like, oh, well, I wound on threes, you know, gets normal tank and then plus one. So he's hitting on twos, re-roll, well, hitting on threes, re-rolling ones because he's a captain. Yeah. And then twos, re-rolling oh, twos. Yeah. And you're just like, that's just a whole bunch of damage. And then you can fight again or uh, fight if he dies. Again, not that I want to focus on any other smash captains than your Blood Angel suggestion, but the great thing with, uh, say, a Space Wolves... Uh, smash captain is the um, space wolves charge in and then get plus one to their hit. So he's hitting on twos, hitting on twos, re-rolling ones. He doesn't have the benefit of ignoring Overwatch because it's you know. Yeah. Well, but I mean, if you can get something else in there first and then get him in there, man, he's doing a lot of damage. The only problem with a um, space wolves um, captain, smash captain, is the fact that he's a s- space wolf. Space wolf. <laughs> you've, you've kind of obliged to take him in a space wolf's detachment which is a, a high price to pay yeah i don't know i feel like wolfen could be on the comeback wolfen with a smash captain oh come on come on people anyone anyone mm, no. no all right blood angels <laughs> smash captain hitting on threes re-rolling ones strength a million just yeah crazy good right yeah and which is why they're so popular at the moment you go anywhere and you're going to see yeah, but it's another suicide unit, so it's one of those things that if you go in there, you'll destroy what normally whatever you hit, or you'll send CPs to destroy whatever you hit. Right. The only problem is, once you've hit them, oh, look, I'm in the open. And this is the thing with the, um, uh, again, not from my brain, but from conversations I've heard from people who know way more than I do, is uh, the Blood Angels at the moment, really great, but quite CP thirsty, right? So you need to... You need to take them with a double battalion of something else so that you've got the points to spend on your Blood Angels units so they can do the damage. The other thing is um, guys like Richard Siegler, go back to him talking about your commanders, you could potentially with your uh, Smash Captain not be suicidal with him at the start because how great is he going to be turns four, five, and six? You know, if you've kind of kept him a bit protected for the first few turns, not used him the way you normally would. But then he's you've you've thinned out the ranks on the other guy's army a bit, and then he gets to sort of jump over there, kill a thing, and still not be the closest unit. Then jump over there, kill a thing. It's, yeah, well, you know I, what I mean. I think as Aaron said, like you normally don't have just one. It's not just I'm going to use this one smash captain. It's normally there's two or three. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. fact is, it's down to it's just like chess where you go. I'm going to sacrifice my rook, but if you're taking their rook and that's the only thing that's stopping you in the army. Well, who cares? Sure, if you're killing the thing that is, you yeah. know, holding you back or the biggest threat or whatever, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's, in saying that, it's so much fun just to wrap them up with a, like a shitty small unit like, <laughs> and then just being like, oh, your Thunder Hammer's going to destroy four of my uh, rangers. <laughs> yes. go, go for it. <laughs> you end up wrapped up by a million Tyranids yeah. and just kind of each turn killing four of them. Great. Yeah. Oh, you don't even throw. I'll just take five off. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, Sean's number three. We're up to the number two now already in this uh, episode. I feel like we're we're doing it. This is a quick episode. But so number two for Aaron is what? Uh, I've got Space Marine Grav Devastators uh, in drop pods. Wait, Grav Devastator. Oh, yeah, okay. With so the this heavy, is... heavy Grav guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, they'll kill a tank, won't they'll they? They'll kill 
couple of tanks. Yeah, a lot of things, yeah. And the drop pods now can come in turn one. Turn one, yep. In your own deployment zone or anywhere? Uh, anywhere. Can they? Yeah. Turn one has anywhere. To, has to be nine inches away from uh, Yeah, sure, yeah. The yeah. usual, the usual. It's, it's basically Space Marines go, well, what the rules are? Yeah, we, we won't do those. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, that's all right. Would you like a bit of salt with that? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the drop pod now... This is uh, stupid question number 117, but you see it posted so often. Yep. Uh, do the doors count, or is it from the hull of the drop pod? When you say dropping it in nine inches, do we know the definitive uh, actually, answer on that? I had a conversation about this not too long ago. I believe the doors don't count for anything anymore. Right. Okay. Yeah, that so was, that from was the FAQ hull. because if you dropped quite a few of them down, it covers so much of the battlefield that it, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. so I think they got so, rid of the doors as counting. This. So your, uh, doors open, doors closed doesn't matter. Doesn't which matter just anymore, makes no. sense, really. Yeah. So, um, so it's from the hull, nine inches away from any opposition yep. unit. Yep. Drop in, the grave, <laughs> grave devastators. Grave devastators jump out, especially uh, iron hands ones, so they can reroll their ones because um, they're heavy weapons. Yeah. Um, and they ignore the because when you deploy, it'll be minus one to hit. Yeah. Um, but they ignore that because of their um. Stinking Iron Hands. Doctrine, I think it is. The yeah. Super Doctrine. The devastated Doctrine in the first... Is it first turn Devastated Doctrine? Is that the... Your, yeah. it's, it's always the... It's always yeah, Devastated Doctrine. It's always until you change it. Yeah, they're not going to move off it. It's until you change it, which in turn three, if you're a White Scars or a Space Wolf, <laughs> they don't get Doctrines, obviously, but they will. Uh, but yeah, uh, strength, strength five guns minus... I think they're D3 shots each. Uh, strength five guns minus three for D3 damage if the unit shooting at... Is a free up armor save or more? Yeah. Um, and for one command point, I believe they can re-roll the wounds and the damage rolls. And to make an uh, insult to injury, um, Iron Hands have a special strategy that also that if you roll six to wound, I think it's double wounds. So it's kind of like one of those things where you, you just keep rolling dice and go, do you, do you want me to keep going? Or do you just want to take off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and the the important thing with the grave is that if it's, uh, is the, the three up, uh, save for the thing you're shooting. Yeah, at. so you've got to you got to know what you're shooting at because I, I came up against that the last tournament as well when um one of the one of the players dropped uh, the grave down because I, I put my my chickens out on the side which have a four up armor save so they're only doing <laughs> one damage to them. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, grave devastators and they're again really popular in, in um well I, I shouldn't say that the it as far as I know in the lists I've seen. Almost all of the lists I've seen with Iron Hands have Grave Devastators. But then there are a lot of Iron Hands lists that just have the Flyers and a lot that go heavy on other units as well. So in fact, It's just another good Space Marine. Yeah, they're, yeah. All, they're almost all good now. And, so. and this is it, right, with uh, people who, you know, bandwagon jump to, say, Imperial Fists, for example, um, <laughs> or Iron Hands or whatever. There's just so many different builds because all of the units are good, right? There's just There are so many in, things in the Codex that work really well and yeah. efficiently. Yeah. If you just decide what your game plan is and the way you want to play it, yeah, it's too efficiently. Um, but also, it's that the same thing. It's a suicide unit, so once it comes down, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah. yeah, so it's one of those things that people will make make sure that like, oh, I'll screen this out so that this won't happen. But you're forcing them to play your game. If they're going to do that, that means you get the first turn of just absolutely shooting the screens. Yeah. And we all know marine shooting. All the screens going. Oh, next turn you're going to bring it down. So it's one of those things where it's kind of do you bait it out or what? Yeah. It's such a such a lethal thing to do these yeah. days. And that's a, yeah, it's it's a big thing with you know when you're putting your list together. Is some of the units go in there? Uh, yes, because they're really good, but also because everybody knows they're really good. <laughs> and so if you're coming up against uh, a drop pod with Grave Devastators in it, you go, well, crap, now I have to just focus 
so much of my attention yeah. and strategy and tactics on dealing just with that, it takes away from... You've, then you've got uh, the... Uh, you know, repulsor to deal with and the dreadnoughts to deal with and the all the, not to mention all the infantry with those bolters that do, what is it, three damage now or do whatever the stupid it, thing. It definitely be. affected my deployment because I, I believe he got first turn. So with my deployment, I was trying to push back um, my big units that would shoot at and move my screen up further so that I had that 12-inch gap so I could have the units that are valuable at minus one to hit. Right. So, so it did affect what I was doing with my deployment. For so those who don't know, Aaron plays uh, Stygie. So outside of, is it outside of 12? Outside minus of one? 12 minus one. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've got the Alpha Legion. If you're playing Alpha Legion or Stygie, that's a way to deal with it. Stay outside of 12. But as, as Sean said... Did you did you advance any units like a Vanguard or anything like that just to give you that extra bubble as well? No, I just had the minimum 12. I had it made sure that if he came down, he'd definitely be outside of 12 inches. I think I put about four inches between my... My screen and the, the whatever unit he was going to shoot at, so that it was guaranteed twelve inches away. Right, but then if you if you're up against Iron Hands or Imperial Fists or whatever it might be, uh, yeah, that screen is is dealt with pretty easily by other stuff, right? And then bring it down turn two, and boom, away you go, tank dead. So yeah, uh, grave devastators in drop pod. I'm writing it down. That's why if you if you're listening and you hear pausing or stuttering on my part, how do you spell drop pod? <laughs> there we are. It's pretty simple. Uh, at number two for Sean, what you got? The one, the only, Shadow Sword. Now, this has been around for a long, long time. I, I love this model just because it's just, as soon as you put it on the table, people go, big gun, it's going to do something. And normally, if there's a tank involved, it will destroy the tank. So give it, what is what is Shadow Sword? It's not Shadow Sun, Shadow Sword. Shadow Sword. Um, it's a giant Imperial, for, um, Imperial Guard tank. Right. So um, it's on a Bane Bay chassis, so it's like 28 wounds, um, toughness aids. But um, the cannon itself is a really cool cannon. It's a volcano cannon, 120 inches, so it can hit you anywhere on the table. Or someone else's table. Yep. Um, 3D3 shots, but strength 16, minus 5, and the damage is 2D6. Right. Not, not, not choose the highest. It's so just how many 2D6. shots did you say? It, it goes between 3 and 9. Okay. So it's not many shots, but um, it gets plus 1 to hit if you're um, a super heavy. Yeah. And um, you, if you've got the Titanic keyword, it also gives you rerolls to wound. So this is thing. This thing is built to kill knights. Yeah. Knights or tanks, like yeah, you're, certainly you're, it deals with tanks. Yeah. But if you're bringing a knight to the party, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, you got a vulnerable save. It goes through there. It can destroy. But yeah. it's just such a big, cool tank to put on the table. <laughs> wow. Three D three shots. So you average six shots. Yeah. Heading on fours, I'm guessing. Heading on fours. There's strategies so, you can play. You can't. There's, there's quite a lot of things you can't do with it. But um, so there you, are a Forge World unit that you can... Well, you don't need to move it ever because it's 100 and... What do you say? 120 inch range. doesn't matter if you do because yeah. it ignores it. It's a super heavy. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. It, it have also you seen f- this thing? It's massive. I yeah. don't know. I've seen a Bane Blade, but I've not seen this. So, the, but it's on the same. Yeah, it's yeah. the same size thing. So It's, it's even, even so big that if it's in close combat, it can still shoot its main cannon out of close combat <laughs> at anything on the table. <laughs> so even wrapping it is not a problem. Why do we not see them then? Are they like a million points each? Uh, they have no vulnerable save. So uh, you know that... You know <laughs> that suicide commander that we were talking about just before this is a prime example of right. going well if I get rid of this it's going to be a bit, bit of annoyance from my force but 
that tank is gone. That's yeah. a good trade. It's 28, <laughs> it's 28 wounds and toughness 8, but yeah. that doesn't matter if you're shooting at it with Doomsday Axe and you roll well, it's yeah. gone, right? Yeah. So, On the bright side, it will never hurt Necrons. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You roll a double one to wound, you oh, yeah, it might do something. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The, uh, the perfect army to come up against it with is Necrons. Um, Shadow Sword. Okay, well, I've, I've not come across it, but it sounds 28 wounds, toughness 8. For most armies... That's quite a bit to deal with. But if it goes first, whatever. Is, it, is that all out of one gun, though? So, for example, if you've got two or three tanks, it could only pop one at a time? One at a time, but I mean... But that's fine. It's you got, can it's laugh got while you do it. it. <laughs> it's got other guns on it as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's got yeah. a couple, couple of last cannons, you know, heaps of heavy bolters. Right, so big gun I mean, at that one, last cannons yeah. at that one, whatever. Yeah. yeah, okay. So that's it. Number two for Sean is the uh, Shadow Sword. Now, uh, sorry, with so that's Imperial Guard. Yep. Can you run it as any of the... Different, like, oh, Ketogen yeah, yeah, yeah. or... Um, a lot of people run it as Vistoran because Vistoran gives you plus one to... A stratagem for plus one to hit. Okay. So you'd be hitting on threes unless you're hitting a Titanic. So, it's so you could deep strike this tank? No. If you play it as um, Teleron? You... I, we're, I've actually measured this <laughs> and it's a literally 7.5 inches, I think it is. So you can't bring it on seven inches on the table. Right, okay. <laughs> So, that's so the, you slide it on sideways because it's 12 inches long. <laughs> I'm talking about sideways. Even if you slide it in sideways, it's over seven inches, so it technically can't be deployed. <laughs> you have to leave half an inch of it hanging off the edge of the table. That's like wings of a hive tyrant or something. Isn't it? Same thing. Um, okay. Uh, number. Okay, we're up to number one already. Wow. Number one for Aaron in the best tank killing units. Is. In my opinion, the best tank killing unit is the Iron Strider Belisarius for the Admech. <laughs> I do you know what? I was gonna That's go the first this. mention of Admech for the whole. Well, the first first mention officially in your well, list. Well, I'm surprised we haven't got any double ups this time. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, until you, now, maybe. But the Iron Strider Belisarius. So that's the chickens with laser cannons. It's chickens with laser cannons. Or auto cannons. Or auto cannons. But you probably. I don't think I'll ever take auto cannons again. The laser cannons are so good. Right. Well, they're so good the way you run them. See, in most armies, las cannons, uh, I say most, a lot of armies, las cannons are meh because swingy. But the way you can play them with your stupid one command point admix stupid stratagem. Salty. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> that, that really, really, really <laughs> hurts the other guy if you play it. Uh, so give us the, the guts of the Iron Strider and how that stratagem works, which makes the laser cannon so good. All right, so each Iron Strider uh, has a twin laser cannon on it. Um, mm. You'll take them on units from one to six. Uh, at the moment I'm running four, but I think I might buff that up to five. Mm. Um, you spend one command point in your shooting phase to give it plus two to its shooting. Um, it, this stratagem will give you plus one, um, but an extra plus one if the unit has a um, data tever on it, which, uh, which, you this, always do. which it does, so yeah. you always get the plus two to it. What are they worth? 10 points each or 5 points each or something to take free. in. The free. The data tevers are free. Yeah, free. you um, have to get them on certain units. You can't just go, I'll give it to everything in my army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's the but that one matters. So that's It just good. basically activates a plus two to hit. So yeah. they're perfect for shooting anything. Um, so you keep them still 48-inch range. Um, if you're, I mean, if, even if you're out of range, you move them up 10 inches and then... 58-inch range. They pretty much hit anything on the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pop the stretch. Does it suffer the minus to hit? It does suffer the minus to hit. But you're getting plus but two to hit anyway. Two, so yes. unless it's, whatever you're shooting, it's got a negative modifier, you're hitting on twos anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's for one command point. So, yes. And then, and then most, of, most likely you're re-rolling the ones to hit. So you should be hitting with all eight yeah, or yeah. ten shots. With you've got your... Um, You've got your, what do you call the canticles? So you're getting plus one in the shooting phase, potentially. Or if you keep it anywhere near uh, Belisarius Call, 
it gets re-roll everything. Or any of the tech, any tech of the press, tech, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Or, or if it's next to Datalosis, he's going to give it plus one to hit whatever he That's wants. That's the other thing. That guy, we have to do best HQs. I mean, I feel like for 50 points, that guy looks at anything and, and then anything within six inches of it goes, yeah, we'll kill that. Yeah, the way I'm using him is amazing. <laughs> he's, he's, he's so good. He's he so is good. like, he's so good for 50 points. He, he's actually the number one tank killing unit <laughs> <laughs> well just about so whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa settle your roll <laughs> <laughs> okay you're right <laughs> just one step too far into ridiculous now so uh, number one is the iron strider what do you call it iron strider belisarius something, something like that yeah. okay so those are the, the the chickens with big guns on them and yeah i look they they're so good with the strat they're so good and if you've got i don't know whatever it is eldar flyers minus one to hit don't care <laughs> you're dead and uh yeah with the with the re-rolling ones it's just they're so so good they're quite defensive as well i mean uh if someone wants to charge them you can spend another command point to hit them on your normal ballistic skill they don't have the natural minus one to hit that the uh, taser chickens have do they no they don't have the built-in minus one okay so so they're killable they are killable but uh yeah uh, so, Iron Strider's at number one for Aaron, and for Sean, the best tank-killing unit in the game at the moment is... The Castlin Imperial Knight. I'm really surprised that... Um, that it hasn't come up. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those ones that literally scared vehicles off the table when it was 100 points cheaper. Yeah. I mean, it's still a pretty good, pretty good at killing... Anything. Uh, anything, really. Yeah. Um, just, it's quite expensive now. So, um, you normally give it Calls Wrath. Um, I... Really haven't seen anyone play it without Calls Wrath. Um, what is Calls Wrath? It's a relic weapon. Yeah. So because you normally only ever have one of these on the table, and this is a relic weapon for only, only this kind of tank. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, it's one of those things, and then you can give it a Raven Claw, which reroll ones to hit, runs to wound, and ones for damage. Okay. So you just get ridiculous amount of shooting. Yeah, yeah. And um, so um, you got two, two, which is a. Vocano Lance, which is a small one than the Shadow Sword one. It's actually supposed to be a smaller version. Yeah. Um, it's only D6 shots, but strength 14, minus 5, 3D3 damage. 3D3 damage? Yep, yep. So six average damage a shot. That's not bad, is it? No, no it's, it's, it's pretty quite good. scary. Yeah. Yeah, but that's my point. Like, it just... Most vehicles would just get destroyed by that. That's yeah. one side, and then the other side would cause wrath because most people just do that. Uh, uh, that's forty-eight inches. That's strength nine minus four, three damage, yeah. and that's two uh, d six shots. Two d six shots. It's yeah. overcharging. Though, isn't yeah, it's it? overcharging, yeah. but you wouldn't do it any other way. No, like it's just one of those things where it's what like, is it? an overcharge? You take what it's, a, it's a, a mortal wound? If it, yeah. yeah, a mortal wound on a one, but then you normally play that strat so that you reroll ones. Yeah. So even if once, I mean, it's, even if you don't manage to get away got, with it, you take a mortal wound. It's guess. got twenty-eight wounds anyway, so it's yeah. not going to worry about gonna, a few mortals here. Yeah. Um, they just, they're just so brutal, and you don't see them as often anymore because they've gone up in points. But when you do see one, <laughs> just kiss everything goodbye. Um, came up against one with Magnus. It was a fifteen hundred point game. I didn't think I was going to come up against a Castella Knight. I just love how, how much you were complaining about the other person. You're like, I brought Magnus. I thought I was going to roll this guy. Like he had nothing to deal with this fifteen hundred points. I could smite everything on the table. He brought and a Castella Knight and went how first. How dare he bring oh. a Castella Knight to this to this friendly? It was a friendly in store game at G Dub and Lower Hut. And uh, I, I said, I think I was just building my army. I said, Well, I've got Magnus. Do you mind if I bring him? Sure, he said. I turn up, and uh, Castella Knight on the other side of the table. I'm like, oh, crap. 
So I'm going first. He sees us. See you, Magnus. I'm, I'd like, I should have just taken him off the table, but we went through the motions in the Costello night. Just, yeah, it's very, very good at killing big stuff. Any big stuff, really, but certainly tanks. Uh, yeah, why didn't that make it into your list, Aaron? Because uh, 700 points. I've got one sitting on my shelf, all painted up, ready to go. But Right, but 700 points. 700 points is just too much for me. It's a lot, yeah. unless you're paying, uh, playing a, like a massive game, but... Yeah, you don't like I say, you don't see them as often anymore. But I don't when think you do, I've seen any in, a, in quite a few tournaments. To be fair, I uh, well, I mean the last like Warp Storm had one and stuff like that. I think it's just the fact that a lot of people are still trying to run the old guard Castellan list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they haven't really, you know, some Adapted. people changed. Yes, a yeah. lot of people have changed and going with the times where you'll be really good against certain lists. But I mean, a certain Marine army. Fantastic. You wipe two things off the table. They will yeah, absolutely yeah. wipe you back. Well, and that's the thing with the Castellan. It's um, obviously amazing at killing tanks, right? But, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, you know, you guys play at a different level to me, but if, you're, uh, if you go first against the Castellan and you've got Imperial Fists or Iron Hands or your very, very shooty Admech army, Aaron, I mean, you can deal with the Castellan, right? You can get rid of it pretty quick. Uh, either that or cripple so much that yeah. they have to spend so much command points to actually do something to you that they're going to miss out later on the game. 20, 28 wounds, tough eight. It's, yeah. it's hard to get through. And it should have a four-up involved. If it rotates problem. iron shields, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but still, I mean, if you've got enough shooting, you can certainly do a lot of damage to it yep. in turn one, maybe get rid of it in turn two, whatever. Yeah, but it's also one of those things that you eliminate the screen and stuff like that. And all these people that play this list always sort of forget the golden rule, which is play to the mission. The mission is get objectives, and all you're going is, I'll destroy everything on the table. Well, once that guy gets ahead, he's just not catching him. I know that this this episode is about the best tank-killing units uh, and not the best way to deal with a Castellan. <laughs> but um, but there are ways to, there are ways to like stop it coming. You set up a screen so it can't get any further forward than way back there. Oh no, it's, it's and only stop ever it from getting shoot. So yeah. it's kind of like it's one of those things that if you want to stop it down, you just keep making it fall back. But I mean, once it gets down to half wounds, they have to put a, a strategy uh, command point into keeping it up to the top bracket and stuff like that. And when it does explode, there is a large chance that it will take stuff out in its army so yeah. they don't want to put too many things close to it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, I was listening to another podcast, a competitive podcast recently, a guy named Brian Pullen who plays Tau, uh, was playing against a big knight like that. That Basically, when it got low on wounds, deliberately ran into uh, Brian Pullen, like got close, real close, declared a charge, got blown up on the charge, and wiped out half of the opposing guy's army. Just like did so much more damage by exploding than it ever would have any other way. Yep. It was amazing. Uh, all right, so number one, uh, Castella Knight for Sean. And that's that's everything. That's our list. Listen, uh, what I'm going to do, obviously, if you go to properlycocked.com, if you're not already there, if you didn't find this podcast there, uh, all of these suggestions and uh, all the key parts of the conversation will be written up and listed there. So you can go through and uh, you know get some ideas on uh, ways to include tank-killing units in your army. Aaron, thanks so much for coming in. No worries, thank you. Uh, Sean, thank you for being here. Thanks a lot. And we'll uh, catch you guys next time on Properly Cocked.